welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a space for women struggling with an unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, a separation survival coach, creator of the From Devastated to Divorce program, a mother of two, and a survivor of my own unwanted separation and divorce. My mission is to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that extended my journey of growth and healing, and to provide you with tips and tools that will help get you to a place of acceptance and empowerment. Because sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Hello, hello, and welcome to another journal entry episode. We are getting to the end of my first year of being separated. And I don't know if you've noticed, but for the last quite a few journal entries, Guy has not been mentioned at all. It's like he doesn't even exist. And I actually wanted to mention before we get into it that last journal entry episode, I was talking a lot about uh, Mario and saying how even though there had been a lot of talk about Mario, that this journal was actually about Guy because of our uh, separation and divorce, that this is why the journal started. And and I want to clarify, this journal is not about Guy. This journal is not about Mario. This journal is about me, about my adventures, if you want to call them that, or about my journey. So I was kind of feeling bad that I was focusing on somebody who wasn't my ex in these journal entries, but it doesn't matter because this is my journey. This is what happened to me. There was a point in time when I really switched my focus from guy to somebody else. And that's okay because this is my journey. This is how I experienced this chapter or these chapters in my life. So I'm not going to feel bad about that. And I just felt like I wanted to clarify that. And with that, let's get into today's journal entry and see who might pop up this time. And this one is for Saturday, December 18th. Well, today I took the next step towards my future of independence and self-reliancy. Unfortunately, I needed a little help from, of all people, Guy, to take this step. But it's a small sacrifice. And sadly, the situation was marred by an argument mainly because I knew he would say yes, or more to the point, I really thought he would say yes. And when I called him, he was super hesitant and asked what that was going to do to his credit and stuff. I was instantly not happy, but I relaxed and just was like, think about it and let me know. But when I hung up, I was upset. I had a lump in my throat and I wanted to cry. I mean, I did not want to ask him in the first place, but I did not want to pass this up. A first floor apartment by January 24th. So when he had to think about it, it hurt. I mean, I was like, why does he have to think about this? This is me, his wife, asking for help to move into a place with his son. And so I was like, forget it. I'll wait and do this on my own. I do not want to need him for anything. And so I called him and we had it out and he bitched at me. I really feel like he was actually talking down to me sometimes, like saying, let's try and talk like adults and stuff. He was belittling my feelings, which he has done before. Anyway, maybe I overreacted. Maybe it is what he says that I got mad because he did not say what I wanted. But I feel that that is not the case. I was just thinking why 
He should say yes. It never crossed my mind that he would need to think about it. And I guess that is my bad and where I still need work. I say that because during the argument, he said that he has been being more careful with making decisions on helping other people. Or, like he said, things for someone. And I flipped. I was like, I'm not just someone. I'm your wife still and the mother of your son. I felt hurt. God, I still felt so hurt to be lumped in with everyone else. I did not know that I still had an issue, but it is clear I do. I need to accept that I am just someone to him now. And maybe for some time even before we split. This fight was bad timing. I think I'm getting my period. And I hung out with him Thursday night for a bit and we talked and I was missing him. And then at school yesterday, I was feeling bad because I started thinking about him telling me that he did not love me anymore and how that hurt me so much to hear and to think about. And then I tell myself, remember, guy does not know how to love. He was never taught. It is not that he stopped loving you. It is that he never did. For a while, it was about loneliness, about comfort, about affection, about the love I was giving him, the love he was feeling from me, but he never could give it, not truly in his heart. And the sad thing is, I pretty much accepted what he gave me. I made that be enough for me. I settled for that because I loved him and what we had. So I should not feel insulted or like I am worthless because it really was, is not about me. It's about his lack of knowing how to love. I was talking with my good friend and she was telling me that my problem is that guy is like my drug and that I did not give myself enough time away from him before I hung out with him again the other night. I get mad that I actually have to force myself to stay away from the person that even with everything was my best friend. I know I'm feeling sorry for myself, but I can't help it. I get so mad. I hate that life is this way. It's so wrong. I need to get over him. I know I do. He is not what I needed him to be, and he never will be. I still say that I do not want him back because now I know too much, but I do wish that we never would have split up in the first place. Does that make sense? While talking last night with my friend, we both agreed that we feel like if it was going to end, that it was better that they leave us than us leave them. I say that for Guy because I really feel that he would do something crazy. I feel like out of the two of us, I could handle this hurt better, deal with it better, rise above it better. And so it is better that it happened to me. I wonder if the therapist would think that is crazy or does it show the level of love we had for our men? Or maybe it's not even love. Maybe it's a level of weakness we see in them. Either way, last night was a night of thinking too much about the past, and I need to stop that. I need to think only about the future. I will be done with school by Christmas break, and then I have two weeks to get certified Microsoft Word and Excel specialist, and then I get a job, and God willing, my apartment. I'm very excited about that. Wow. I remember that conversation. I remember that argument. I remember getting so mad that the help I needed from him was for him to co-sign for the apartment for me. And he didn't want to do that because he was concerned about his credit or how it would affect his credit. And of course, that pissed me off on so many levels. The first level is 
you're worried about your credit. This is so that your son and your mother of your son, I'm not even going to say wife, but the mother of your son can get into an apartment, can leave the one room in a house that we're staying in. We're staying in our mom's and my mom's house, which of course I was grateful for, but we were sharing one room in her house, my son and I, and we needed space. We needed to have our own space and I needed to start being more independent. And he was worried about how that was going to affect his credit. The credit, by the way, that I made sure was top notch while we were together, the credit that I put my credit um, aside for, I, I let my credit tank so that he would have good credit because he was the man, he was the provider, he was the one working. And so I did that sacrifice for our family, let my credit tank, built his credit up, and then when we separated, by the time, okay, let's do this math, right? This is December, and he, we broke up in February. So from February to December, he had already started screwing up his credit, buying bongos on credit. Who needs, why do you need bongos? I don't even understand. But he went wild. And so suddenly he's concerned about his credit, the credit that I had maintained and built up for him for years. And so... I, because my credit was ruined or was non-existent, I was not able to qualify for this apartment by myself. Plus also, yes, it's true. I, I wasn't exactly working yet. I was only having his income, uh, you know, child support at that time. So it was very difficult for me to get into this apartment. So when I asked him and he, he wavered, I was so mad and, and I believed that I could count on him. That's the, the other thing that you see in this letter. I mean, in this journal entry that I didn't have a doubt that he was going to say yes, because you, he knew my living situation. It is for me and his son. I wasn't asking him to pay the rent. I was asking him to help me get into the apartment and I'm going to do what I need to do to pay the rent. And I w was not expecting him to waver. I was giving him again, more benefit, more seeing in him what I, what I believed. I don't know. I'm overthinking that part, but it really, I, I did believe that I wasn't going to be an issue. And when it was, it totally blew my mind. And I obviously handled it not the most healthiest of ways. Uh, I was still in the beginning stages of my therapy. So I have not learned very well not to you know, go below the belt or, or, or stay calm, even though it does say that I did stay calm at that moment. I, I didn't blow up, but then I called him back. So I guess that doesn't really count, but actually, no, it does count because I could have just blown up at him. Then I did take some time, but during that time, I don't know that I analyzed the situation. I think I talked myself into more of a frenzy instead of talking myself down, but I can see where I was offended that he's worrying about what he does for everyone and I'm not just everyone or someone, and I'm not just supposed to be someone, but it was another reminder of how our relationship had changed, of how I wasn't, if I ever was, his top priority um, or second to top priority because his son should have been his top priority. Um, I wasn't that anymore. I was basically on the same level as everybody else and possibly lower if he was already like talking to somebody or whatever. So, 
it was hard to hear that. It was an ego hit. And I, I understand that. I, I get that. But I don't want to jump ahead, but he does, event, he does end up, we come to a compromise. And I, I may have shared this in another journal entry. I feel like I did, but we come to a compromise and he just writes a letter about how much child support he was giving me. And I think he might have boosted the number a little bit more to help me uh, get approved for the apartment. So he did do that. And I don't think I needed him to sign, which is good because I really didn't want to be attached to him in that sort of way too long into the future. So let's talk about what my friend and I talked about, how we were both glad or felt that in retrospect, it was better that we were the ones that were broken up with than having to be the ones, the dumpies instead of the dumpers is how I like to say it. Because we didn't feel like our men could handle it. And um, that was a really introspective moment there where I'm like, is it because we love them so much or is it because we just recognized their weakness? And I, how do I feel about reading that now? I still feel the same. I honestly feel that if our situations were reversed, I don't know how Guy would have handled the feelings that I had to work through, the rejection, the pain, the loss. I don't feel that he would have handled that well at all. And I still feel that it could have, um, it could have ended terribly because I, I know that, you know, he had a different, um, he grew up different than me. Maybe he didn't have the whatever, the, the Catholic guilt of if you do something, you're, you're going to live in hell forever. Uh, maybe he didn't have any. Uh, I, he didn't grow up with that. So he could do something in a moment of stupidity. And then, man, I would be feel guilty for the rest of my life. And I didn't want to feel that guilt. And I also feel that he would have probably wore me down if it was that I wanted to end things and he didn't and he continued to, you know, ask and beg and, and this and that and the other. I really think that I would have gone back. He didn't come back to me, even though I did similar things. So in that aspect, he was stronger than I would than I would have been. Um, but I was stronger to be able to support the pain and the loss and the rejection than I feel that he would have been. So again, uh, I still stand by that statement. I think that it was better that he had done it than that I had done it. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, what else? I do like reading in here where I was kind of being clear about that. It wasn't about me. I was, you could see how a little bit of um, self worth was building back up in me where I was recognizing I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to internalize this. I know I feel bad because he told me that he didn't love me anymore and that's going to hurt anybody. I don't believe that anybody who has been married and is in a marriage and gets told that their husband or wife doesn't love them anymore, regardless of how high your self-esteem is, it's going to hurt. But the fact that I was able to rationalize it and talk myself down and be like, this isn't about you. Don't take it personally of, you know, as personally as, you know, 
it's a it's a it's a breakup. It's your partner who's breaking up with you. So saying don't take it personally is probably not realistic. But analyze through it. Think about it. Don't beat yourself up about it because this is a him issue, not a you issue. You did what you could. Nobody's perfect. I am not saying I'm perfect. I know that I had a lot of blame in this marriage. I know that I could have been better. I know there were things that I did wrong, but I also know that I loved him the best that I could and that I tried to provide for him and my son the best that I could. And I think with another person, a healthier person, person without the trauma that he had lived through, we could have made this work. So I believe that I could have made this work with the correct partner and he just wasn't it because of the way, you know, he, he came into our relationship and because of the lack of working on himself during our relationship. So it, it was just meant to be and, and that's just how it is on that. About the moving out in the apartment, uh, I did, I was moving forward. This is pretty good that within a year I was able to get my own place. I won't even tell you guys. I don't know if it'll show up anywhere on here, but the rent I was going to get for this apartment, and it was income restricted, and it was almost 20 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. But it was like 600 and something dollars a month for a two-bedroom apartment. It was really nice. I was so proud of myself to be able to get in there. I'm, I don't even know how much it would be now. I'm, I'm, I might have to call and see what they're charging for these apartments now. They're still income restricted. So I'm willing to bet they might not even be that crazy high. They might be like maybe $800 or something. Maybe, maybe a thousand. But for a two bedroom, that's pretty good. So that was a steal. I know we all wish that we could find apartments at that price right now because the prices now are just absolutely bonkers. But just to be able to get it on my own, less than a year after being separated, less than a year after not having a job, not having my own money, it was such a a boost, the boost that I needed for my confidence to show that I am going to survive this. And so um, I'm happy about that. And I'd say all in all, this is a good journal entry, specifically also because it doesn't mention you know who, which since he wasn't mentioned, I'm not going to mention him. And if you don't know who that is, just go back and listen to like the past five or six journal entries and you'll know. But that's not to say that he won't pop back up, but clearly I'm focused on good, new, important things, and that is good, and I'm glad about that. So I'm going to leave it here for this episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five-star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.